We all know that for our children, we start with a pediatrician, or when they get older, we get a general physician, right? But after that, when it comes to treatment for ABA, ADHD, and all the other acronyms that we have, do you know the difference between pediatrician and developmental or behavioral pediatrician? Join us as we discuss those differences and benefits. Welcome to My Spectrum Life Podcast. My name is Jessica and I'm an autism mom. With me today is my good friend, Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Jess? Um, Kelsey, I'm a special education teacher and tonight is going to be a fun topic. Who's ready? Uh, I am, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope. I hope. Let's dive right in. So there, we everybody talks about... Um, Acronyms. That's what they are. I was going to say an acronym, but that didn't sound right. And I knew that was wrong. Acronyms. There is an alphabet soup of acronyms for just about every area in life. Wouldn't you say, Kelsey? Yes. I mean, even in your, um, at at school, you guys have a bunch of acronyms. We do. Even I have to go back and go refer back to them. I'm like, wait, what does that one mean again? Oh, yeah. 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 And sometimes you almost have to have a directory when it comes to uh, all the different people for the treatment for your autistic child. And one of the first things we all get when you have a kid is you have your pediatrician, which pediatrician, as we know, is a doctor that specializes in care for children, usually up to the age of around between 16 and 18 Um, ish, it depends on the practice that you're with. Then there is what's called a, well, actually there's two different ones or combined. Actually, it depends on where the area that you're in. You can have a behavioral pediatrician or a developmental pediatrician or a developmental dash behavioral pediatrician. They're all the same. That's all the same. So they're interchangeable. Yes, it depends on what they want to call them and what they put. Um, I have a, we have a development, no, behavioral pediatrician currently um, at one practice, but then we've been referred on to a specialty hospital where we have a developmental behavioral pediatrician. Okay. So, and we started with a, develop in the developmental peds is what they call the department. Usually is where you get um, at the Medical University of South Carolina, where my son was able to get his diagnosis. And then we then continued on and got our care with ABA that you were involved in. So usually you're looking for that developmental pediatrics department for this particular specialist of doctor. Um, And they are for anything that comes beyond the normal flu, um, fevers, normal sicknesses, your well checks. When you start to think that there may be something a little bit different, that there's might be some developmental delays, um, that there may be some ADHD, anything that has to do with the development of your child, that is when they usually refer you on to a developmental pediatrician or a developmental dash behavioral pediatrician. Okay. Um, and that is, and they're a specialist. 
which is a good thing there. But my question for you, Jess, is uh -huh. I'm an ABA therapist. And, right. you know, when we have BCBAs who create the team board certified behavior analysis. So mm -hmm. what, why would you go to a behavior pediatrician versus just getting into ABA therapy or behavior therapy? What, what is the benefit of right. getting referred to or referring yourself to a behavior mm -hmm. pediatrician? Yes. Um, the benefit is that particular pediatrician is a specialist and can pull together all of the different aspects to help test and refer onto the different areas that you need. Um, uh -huh. I found that in our journey of getting the treatment and care for my son, the referral, we started out because I kind of felt that there was something going on. We started out at a psychiatrist or psychologist, got some testing done. And that's when we found out that there was some sensory processing disorder. Mm -hmm. And that information got referred directly back to my pediatrician because my pediatrician agreed that there was something not quite right, but we needed to find somebody. And they had sometimes, and this is where it gets really tough as caregivers and parents, we've got to know the insurance companies. Okay. And a lot of what happens for the care for our children can be dependent upon insurance companies, which is one of those um, love-hate relationships. Insurance is a great thing to have. Insurance helps you with a lot of things, and you've got to be careful with your deductibles, your co-payments, right. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But they're also going to limit you on specifics. They're going to, yeah. you know, they're not going to, they may say, oh, you can go to whichever doctor you want to. This is true. But you always want to check that network versus in-network thing. And that's where my pediatrician uh, at that time did not have a list of what was called in-network psychologists that would be able to help me. And so I had to go on to my insurance website and find the person that would help diagnose, uh, which, you know, back when Curtis was diagnosed with things, you had to start out with a psychologist. And so we went to the psychologist. They referred those net notes right back to my pediatrician. Okay. And the pediatrician helped as much as they could because, of course, then after we got part of our diagnosis and we were supposed to return for therapy from the psychologist, they were not, they left the area. Um, and then of course you have to keep up on your insurance to know right. who's in network, who's out of network, who can help you with what. And, oh, we loved our pediatrician. He was amazing. Um, and he was so wise in that he got to a point, you know, our pediatricians can somewhat help us if they've dealt with ADHD right, to a certain extent. And that's what we were dealing with at first was our ADHD diagnosis and medications and, and ways to help Curtis just to even focus in school. That was right. our big thing that we were trying to come up against and trying to tackle first. Um, but it got to a point where he looked at me and he said, I want to be your pediatrician, but I'm at a point where I just don't know what to do and I've got to refer you on. So please, you know, come to me for the well visits and, you know, normal sicknesses and stuff. But beyond this, I've exhausted what I know. Okay. That right there, folks, is a very wise and good, good pediatrician. 
So pediatricians are more for your like, they know the general, like mm -hmm. um, the wellness, as you said, or the health, like the flu and things like that. And they do know about ADHD and some of them can diagnose autism and things like that. Mm -hmm. But a behavior pediatrician is more specialized. Yes. In it, and they'll be able to actually refer you to and actually maybe provide you therapies and actually help you out more than a normal mm -hmm. pediatrician. I just want yeah. to try to understand that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's um, what, that's the course that my, uh, that our treatment plan took. And okay. I am so grateful that our pediatrician at that point in time said, I want to refer you on just like my, you know, just think of it like your general practitioner. Um, I would go to my general practitioner in my own case. You know, I was when I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, I was mm -hmm. constantly falling asleep. I was hurting everywhere. They couldn't diagnose the fibromyalgia, but they could refer me on to the proper medication, proper doctor to diagnose that. You know, or say when I got diagnosed with my back issues, um, I have what's called degenerative disc disease. I've had back surgeries. I needed a neurologist. You know, that's right. that's the kind of thing you're looking at. And a ba what I have found is that the behavior behavior or developmental pediatrician, that developmental pediatric department is where I went as my one stop to, okay, this is what's going on. And they also helped with uh, getting medications for anxiety um, and right. working with just, I worked with a place that took, again, took the insurance that we had mm -hmm. and we found a counselor who specialized in autism, but it was a counselor. It wasn't necessarily a psychiatrist trist because i think it's this i have to look at that up there's there's a difference within the counseling offices Correct. a normal counselor can't prescribe medication right so what they could do though was they referred back to my uh behavior pediatric ped department the behavior pediatrician and my behavior pediatrician took that into uh into the whole treatment plan they looked at the ADHD medications that they were prescribing and using, and then they found the correct uh, anxiety medication so that they could all work together and they didn't like cancel each other out. Didn't have a holistic approach yep. um, that we talked about previously yeah. on a previous um, exactly podcast. That's awesome. My question for you is um, maybe not a question, but I wanted to bring up a really good point. You said that you brought um, your pre pediatrician really said, Hey, you know what? I've exhausted everything. Let me refer to your specialist. Mm -hmm. This is where parents need to advocate for themselves. Yes. Um, especially if you have a pediatrician, because we all know that doctors are egotistical from time to time and they mm -hmm. don't want to give human. up on something. They're human, yeah. um, which is no fault of theirs. But mm -mm. at this point, as a parent, you have to take a step forward to be like, you know what? they're not getting what I need. We're still struggling with this and this. Yes, I could still keep you as my pediatrician, but I'm going to take that step forward and I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to mm -hmm. contact the yes. um, insurances and the health department and be like, you can even contact DSS or mm -hmm. the special ed board, the board of disabilities and see, hey, right. who can mm -hmm. I call to get a behavior specialist? Because I don't know where to turn to. I don't know where to look. Guys, right. They're, talk to your teachers. 
and your counselors. Yes. <laughs> um, but that, yes. that's that one point where you need to be like, you know what, just the general doctors aren't doing what I need. I need something mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the forefront. Yes. Well, and that's, I mean, that's one of the points that, uh, you know, even with holistic, the holistic approach, um, you have to make sure I, I've recently come, I actually came across this and figured this out for myself in my treatment for my own medical issues in that you have to understand and know yourself what it is that you're dealing with, how your body feels and you are, you know, and as the caregiver for an autistic person or an autistic child, I know even though my son may not be able to say what's going on, I can look at him. I can see what's going on with him. And I know, okay, this right. isn't working. Right. Something's not right. And that's where I have to step in and advocate. And we have right. to continue and teach our kids as they get older how to advocate for themselves because right. we're all human and we all make mistakes. And sometimes you need to find a different medical practitioner that's going to help you in the way that you know is going to work. And the biggest thing that we want everybody to understand, this goes for autistic people. It goes for everybody. We're all different and that's okay. But remember when you've seen one autistic person, <laughs> you've seen one autistic <laughs> person. So make sure that you teach your child, how to advocate for themselves. You help them understand what's going on and the little changes and be able to identify and, and be able to use their words to say what's going on. Right. Because right. if you can't communicate, you can't, I mean, the difficulties in communication that those with autism can come against, you got to be able to help them. And if they can communicate, if they are verbal, even if they're nonverbal, you can help. There's so many different ways to help them communicate. So help them communicate to medical professionals, to those that they need to, what needs to happen for them. And no, don't be afraid to. Don't right. be afraid to say, okay, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go to that appointment because they're not helping me any. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to know. Do you actually know the difference or had you ever known the difference between a general pediatrician and a behavior or developmental pediatrician? Um, have you had to make that appointment? And did you know or have you had to research any of that for your insurance? Um, this is part of how we want to develop community this year is that we want to stand alongside you and help you guys understand and help any way that we can, especially as we're putting together this ongoing guide of right. different therapies and treatments for your autistic child or loved one. So let us know by emailing us at info at myspectrumlife.com. Or you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Then that's your cue, Kelsey. <laughs> um, Instagram, it's at myspectrumlife. And then Twitter it's at my spectrum life with that number one. We hope that you have a wonderful week and that you're able to get the, the treatments that you need. And as always with a lot of faith, love, and tons of fidget toys, we'll make it. See you next time guys. <laughs>